Raspberry Riff Raff and Mike. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Club podcast. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Tune in, this is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Club Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh, yeah, that's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Club. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got them bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Club Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. I, of course, am Jay, the Fantasy Football Plug, here to give you what you need when it comes to fantasy football and the like. If you could um, do me a favor, I just posted that I'm doing a giveaway, either going to be some customized sneakers, a custom trophy, or a piece of uh, autographed sports memorabilia. Go on to Instagram and see exactly how to win. Main thing is I, I put down um, everybody in my leagues. The way that you can be entered is go follow or uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, send me proof in my DM or my direct messages and follow the guys that are in my league. The more you follow and the more you prove that you're following, the more opportunity you have to win. Um, just get after it, guys. Let's see what you can do. I'm happy to do whichever one, uh, whichever one you win. I'm going to um, tally up everything in the middle of the season. I'm trying to hit 2,000 followers. So by mid-season, if I do that, I will do the drawing, and I'll make sure it's absolutely fair, completely random, and all good. So get on over there, take a look at the instructions, follow them, and I'll get you hooked up. <clears throat> so this morning... We are here bringing you another episode of the Fantasy Football Plug's 32-team Fantasy Relevance. Uh, Today, the New York Football Giants. Um, The Giants. I mean, here we go. Uh, Jason Garrett is the OC now, uh, which bodes well for that offense for sure. I would expect that Daniel Jones will continue to improve, given that he played behind a below-average offensive line without a ton of weapons. In my opinion, he had a marginally good rookie season and showed a lot of traits. Um, you look for in a quality NFL QB. Um, I like how he can move on his feet. I really, I always enjoyed that. That was always dope whenever I could see his rushing totals. Um, 2019, with 12 games started, Danny Dimes attempted 459 passes, completing 284 of them for 3,027 yards and 24 touchdowns. However, 12 interceptions. Oh, and he fumbled 18 times. Yep, 18. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a grown human being's worth of fumbles. That's somebody, that's, that's a number of fumbles that can get kicked out of the house and go live on their own. That's a lot of fumbles. Um, everyone seems to be high on the sophomore for 2020. I mean, have Adam. I'm good. I'm not going to be drafting him anywhere. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of people like him and Drew Locke. I don't know. I, I want to see more. Um, going into the running backs, I mean, of course, you have Saquon Barkley, Saquads. Him and A.J. Dillon are in a competition to see who has the biggest quads. It's unbelievable. Uh, did y'all see that picture of A.J. Dillon? Jesus, it looked like Julius Peppers. But anyway, um, Saquon. Last season, he started with a pair of 100-yard rushing games, but Barkley struggled to make plays over his next eight gaining only 3.1 yards per carry. His final three starts 
539 yards with five touchdowns and 11 catches are more likely to give a glimpse of what to expect from Barkley in 2020. Um, in 2019, he had 301 attempts for 1,357 yards and 12 touchdowns. 54 receptions on 71 targets for 420 yards and two more touchdowns. Shit. I mean, this dude's a beast. I, there are a lot of people who will argue for him as number one, and I can totally see that argument. I completely respect that argument. However, for me, I still lean McCaffrey number one overall. Um, but <laughs> Barkley can definitely, definitely make an argument for number one. Um, okay, second on their running back depth, Deion Lewis. Y'all remember that dude? I, man, that motherfucker. Lewis started his career in Philadelphia, and after two seasons, he was shipped off to New England. Then after three seasons, he was shipped off to Tennessee. Then after two seasons, he landed in New York. Man, okay. <laughs> do you remember when Lewis was a PPR grab in drafts? I do. Um, it was when he was with New England. No. Maybe it'll come back to you. Anyway, Lewis is one of those backs that are great on third downs, but with a talent like Barkley there, I doubt he will be anything to write home about when it comes to anything he could possibly do on the field. I just don't see him getting on the field much. I just, I think by the end of the season, if you take a look at his touch count, you're going to be amazed at how low it is. But not really amazed because he's got Saquon Barkley ahead of him. Um, he's purely a handcuff to Barkley at best, and I wouldn't waste the bench spot, to be honest. He'll be on waivers, but you know, be ready if Barkley goes down. Lewis will be the hottest waiver ad you can find. Um, number three, Wayne Gallman. <clears throat> That's where you cue the crickets. The... Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen the show Designated Survivor? Um yeah, where the President of the United States and VP get blown to smithereens and Jack Bauer takes over as POTUS, which President of the United States. Um, that's the only way Gallman becomes even a little relevant in fantasy, if it is a designated survivor-type situation. Um, all right, moving on to receivers. This is going kind of quick, guys. I hope uh, this is enough information. I just There's not a whole lot to say about the Giants, at least not – as far as I'm concerned, I don't really talk much about him except for maybe a little bit of Danny Dimes and Saquads. So receivers, I mean, there isn't a lot to talk about here either, which is strange because the receivers they have on the roster have shown strength on the field before, way before. Shout out Golden Tate. Darius Slayton is my number one on this list. I'm starting with Slay since he is the most dynamic of the core. Um, targeted 84 times, catching 48 of them for 740 yards and eight touchdowns which the touchdowns save him. Um, but, I mean, he showed he's a threat when the ball is in his hands. I mean, he can throw him the ball and he catches it. I mean, he's going to do something with it for sure. Uh, once Daniel Jones took over, Slayton flashed um, his ability of the hot hand uh, in the passing game. So <clears throat> New York gave the rookie nine starts over the last 11 games due to injuries at the position. The Giants have depth on offense, but Slayton has potential if he can find playing time. I don't think he's going to have trouble finding it, honestly. Uh, number two, Sterling Shepard. Over his four years in the league, Shepard has shown a high upside, but he also struggles with numerous concussions. In 2019, that caused him to miss six games. So, you know, you got to keep an eye out for that. Everybody's going off on these injury-prone players and all that, and I have no idea how to put my hat in that ring. I believe there are, I guess, 
So I guess that's me putting my hat in the ring. There are injury-prone players, I believe, because once that bug bites them, they cannot get away from it. They can't shake it. So, <clears throat> you know, hashtag Dalvin Cook. Um, anyway, <laughs> Shepard, uh, getting back to Shepard, still, you know, he had two weeks with more than 100 yards receiving, so he does have that talent, that flash. He's a viable wide receiver for him in PPR leagues, but be wary of his injury risk. He caught 57 passes of the 83 targets that went his way for 576 yards and three touchdowns. Give me Slayton over Shepard all day, every day. Um, get, I mean, give me Slayton over anybody, um, but anybody in, in New York, of course. Now, uh, getting back to Golden Tate, number three on the list, once a guy that would be drafted fairly quickly. Now a player who goes undrafted completely. A concussion sidelined him in week 13, and he struggled in his first two games back. However, Tate did catch 49 of his 85 targets for 676 yards and six touchdowns. So there's still a little in the tank, no matter how little it is. Um, people coast on fumes all the time. I used to pull that shit all the time. I think he's on fumes, guys. Um, all in all, I'm staying away from the New York pass catchers unless Slayton falls that far. I might take a, a late rounder on him. Tate, I mean, has the ability, but he's barely ever on the field anymore. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on Tate. Maybe he is on the field a little bit more than I'm thinking. All I know is I don't want any piece of him. Um, now, <clears throat> staying away from all the New York pass casters except Evan Ingram. Ingram is always in the top 10 fantasy tight ends to draft, rightfully so. Anytime he's on the field, he's a force to be reckoned with. The only thing is he needs to stay on the field. Ingram is a threat from anywhere on the field as well and can cause damage to opposing defenses at all times. In 2019, he caught 44 of his 68 targets and uh, excuse me for 467 yards and three touchdowns in eight games played. He played 34 games in his three years in the league. So remember, when drafting him, there is that risk. But if you get him at his current ADP of tight end six and number 71 overall, he could be a steal if he is able to stay healthy. Um, I, I always recommend if, if Ingram is available late enough, grab him. Grab him. If you can get him as your sec, as your back end tight end or backup tight end, holy shit, uh, you got a monster on your, on your bench and um, <clears throat> probably going to end up starting more than not. Now, like I do every single episode, I go over defenses and kickers. Um, kicker here is going to be kind of a bitch to go over because I don't really know what the fuck they're doing there, but, uh, their defense, defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham states, when it comes to defensive versatility, we're going to have a lot of movement week by week, whether it's matchup or by how a certain team plays. I think right now the premium we would really put on versatility is being met across the board for all of our players. So that tells me their defense is going to be interesting to say the least in 2020, um, they were sneaky last season. I mean, they posted 227.7 points, uh, 36 sacks, 10 interceptions, six recovered fumbles, three touchdowns, one safety, two blocked kicks, and 1,427 motherfucking return yards. 1,427 return yards. Defense and special teams on this is a mu- Boy, re- 11, <laughs> 1,427 return yards. Like, I cannot stop saying that. That is some points right there for that defense. Kicker, I guess it's Aldrich Rosas. 
Six of six for 20 to 29, five of six for 30 to 39, one of four, 40 to 49, and zero of one made from 50 plus. Not looking at him when it's time to draft a kicker. And there is always time to draft a kicker. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. I don't care how much you get paid to do this shit. A kicker in defense is something you need to go after. Mark my words. I am going to make an episode about kickers and defenses alone one week. And hardly anybody's going to listen. I don't give a shit. It's going to feel good to get off my chest. And anybody who does listen will probably end up winning their league because they think, holy shit, he's right. Defenses and kickers can win championships. Just ask Guccini JD. I believe he had Zerline uh, when he won his week for him. I'm trying to remember who they were playing. It might have been the 49ers. Knowing those, knowing hard to start, they probably were at the Niners game. I'm, I'm not sure. Forgive me. I can't remember. All I know is I saw the video and it was fucking hilarious. Y'all need to go to his Instagram and and find it. It's 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 pretty good. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, that does it for the New York Football Giants. I am Jay, the Fantasy Football Plug, Jay the Plug, a.k.a. Beef. Um, I really appreciate y'all getting through this episode with me. I was happy to get it out of the way because I just thought to myself, you know what, the Giants are not going to be fun to go over. And they weren't. It was lackluster and boring. So if you made it all the way to this point, I appreciate you. You are a, you are a definite follower, a fan, and um, I've got nothing but love for you. And um, here eventually I am going to come out with a uh, trivia or, you know, a, um, what can I say, a giveaway, if you will, because I'm going to drop some things in each episode and I'm going to ask them on my inter- uh, my uh, my Instagram and whomever can answer me within five minutes will win something pretty fucking dope. I'm talking signed girly football, signed girly and Aaron Donald footballs. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff to give away. So stay tuned. Y'all have a blessed day. Anybody looking to be interviewed by the fantasy football plug, holler at your boy. I'm out. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody. He's going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. Tune in. This is where it's at. The fantasy. Plug podcast, you know that we got it popping. Oh, yeah, that's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Plug podcast. Let's go.